From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 6 of the National Football League season. We welcome in Luke Morrow. Good morning, Luke. Um, when you requested to do this at halftime of Panthers Bucks, I'm like, why does Luke want to do this at halftime? Then I realize you're a host in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those games, or at least one of those teams. I got to make sure I'm watching each week. Yes. All right. Uh, give us your 30 second summary of of the 17-7 halftime score. Panthers up by 10. It's been ugly. It's been sloppy. Uh, the big story has been Carolina's defense. Four takeaways, six backs in the first half. They've become one of the better defenses in the league over the last couple of weeks. And it's funny, you know, like if people have ever worked at a, a job and you hate your manager. And sometimes just by changing the manager, it makes everybody work better or work harder just for the sake of change. That's almost been the case with the Panthers' defense. Since making the switch to Kyle Allen, they've gotten so much better. And they're able to pressure the quarterback now, and they've become one of the best defenses in the league, and they made a switch in the offseason to go to a 3-4 defense to try to pressure the quarterback more, so maybe it was a bit of a growing pain early, but this has become one of the better defenses, and they've been all over Jameis Winston today. Um, by the way, um, we did not pick the five games we're going to cover in this segment, so we're going to do this on the fly. Are you ready to do this on the fly? Yeah, let's roll. Live, live producing. Let me ask you one last thing before we get there. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. This is the first year of NFL games in that stadium. What's your uh, take on field conditions? Because that's always a concern in these London games. Uh, I mean, they seem okay. Good enough, I guess. Uh, I'm just, you know, as we've covered on the show before, I just don't like this idea to begin with. Um, but uh, no worse than like Lambeau come November. Those field conditions are terrible, or even, or even Soldier Field by the end of the year. So. Yeah. I guess it's been fine. Uh, the, the one funny thing was that the first half ended with a free kick, and they showed the crowd, a lot of crowd shots of fans having no idea what was going on, so that was humorous. How did we end up with a free kick? Uh, the Panthers called for a fair catch on the punt to close out the first half, and uh, had an opportunity at a 50-yard free kick, and somehow it wasn't even close. And that's when he got to put through, but uh, always enjoy seeing a free kick as uh, infrequently as it occurs, and it's funny it happened over there where nobody knew what was going on. Yes, and good job by Ron Rivera to remember that rule because it's so rarely utilized. All right, Jets, Cowboys, I was in Philly. I was in the stadium last week. Uh, It was not a fun experience seeing Luke Falk uh, play quarterback, and he gets cut, Luke. Um, So that tells you all you need to know about Luke Falk. Sam Darnold is back. David Fales is the backup. Luke, here's my thing. That game... If it's not for the offensive turnovers, is ten to six. Now Philly might have played it differently down the line, but it was twenty-one points off off Jets' offensive turnovers. That won't be the case today. Um, if the Jets make a field goal, it's ten nine. So this is a different game. The Philly offense was not full throttle last week, and we'll talk about them in a second. Um, but with this Jets team. They now get Sam Darnold back. They don't get Chris Herndon back. He strained his hamstring while being suspended. They get Jordan Jenkins back defensively, Brandon Copeland back defensively. They don't quite get C.J. Mosley back. This is an interesting Jets team against the Dallas Cowboy team that laid an egg last week against uh, the Packers. Um, I'm very curious to see what we get out of Sam Darnold. He wasn't himself in week one. We now know why. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm not quite sure what we're going to see today. And it's only a seven-point line, which I think speaks volumes. Yeah, it's dropped quite a bit since uh, Donald came back. But uh, seven points with the Jets at home, so on the road, they'd be, you know, two-touchdown underdog, which, which seems about fair. Um, the big question is Darnold and what he will bring to the table because if it wasn't for the Cowboys' struggles, I would say this is a bit of a trap game. After this week, the Cowboys have the toughest schedule the rest of the season. And now you go to, uh, you're on the road, you go up against the Jets team that is obviously winless, but uh, they're the most talented winless team. If, if, you know, that's uh, something to be proud yeah. of. Most talented winless team in the league. And now you get Darnold back. And, uh, you know, this is one of those games that the Cowboys should certainly win. I think they'll win. But if Darnold comes out and plays, you know, like 100% and he doesn't miss a beat and he's healthy and he looks like he did to finish last year, this is a game that I think the Jets could win at home. I think the Cowboys have to be careful the way they've been playing that offense that you, know, you can't take the Jets lightly just because they're winless. Uh, when I look at the lines and I look at the games today, this is one that stands out that could be a trap game. I could see the Jets getting their first win today. Have you uh, down there in Charleston been aware of the Le'Veon Bell controversy that's up here? No, I don't think so. There are some people that want the Jets to prune back their use of Le'Veon Bell, wanting to save him for 2020. Ah. Um, because he's been so, you know, they have to run with him, and, and, and he's the check down guy offensively because Luke Falk couldn't pass the ball, and Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder have seen their catches go way down. Um, you're going to see more time Montgomery today, but that's because Trent Cannon is hurt, so you'll see him as the kick returner. But um, there is some people who would like Le'Veon Bell's uh, usage rate to go down, not take him out, not bench him, not sit him, but just prune it backwards, and we'll see how that plays out today. Yeah, not a bad idea uh, with the season seemingly already lost. Philly, Minnesota, um, your Vikings, if you can get ahead – early in this game look the 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 philly defense was good and they obviously took advantage of a jets team that was completely disheveled on offense but this philly offense last week against a banged up jets defense didn't do much um they got an advantage of field positioning got one good drive in the second half when the jets seemed to have some momentum there and i advocated for an onside kick in the third quarter or early fourth, whatever it was, when, when the Jets scored that touchdown because I felt so effective um, and, I, and I felt momentum. If you guys get up early, you're going to put a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz. And, and, you know, that's the case really every week with Minnesota. They're a team that, that plays from ahead. Uh, their two losses were against the Packers where they fall, fell behind 21 nothing. And then the Bears, where they fell behind early, but their wins was uh, when they got an early lead against Atlanta and only had to pass it 10 times. Uh, their second win against Oakland only had to throw it 20 times. They got ahead early. Last week against the Giants, scored on their opening drive and, and didn't have to pass as much. That's just the way this team's built. Offensively and defensively, they'd rather run the ball, uh, ask Kirk Cousins to do less, and defensively, like you said, be able to pin their ears back with the lead and get after the quarterback because they do have one of the better pass rushes in the league. So uh, the Vikings at home today, you, you hope you can get out to an early lead and try to play your game and just play keep away as they, they often do. But this defense statistically since the start of last year uh, in terms of home games has been the best home defense in the league. Their first in fewest points allowed, most sacks at home, fewest yards allowed. So they're at home today. They get Philadelphia. And like you said, this offense still hasn't completely hit its stride with Carson Wentz this year. So the Vikings have a chance welcoming in Philadelphia into their own building to uh, to do some things. And if they build that early lead, the defense can go to work. And, and I was reading a story about how uh, the Eagles' defense is uh, a good matchup for the way the Vikings like to play with bootlegs and play actions and rollouts. The Eagles' defense have struggled 
defending those types of plays like we saw uh, from the Giants defense last week against the Vikings. So it, it could be a good matchup for Minnesota at home today. The game of the day that virtually nobody will see is San Francisco and Los Angeles. This is a great test for San Francisco. We keep saying this, Luke. Is this San Francisco team for real? I read a story this morning about how they're the first NFL team never have a therapy dog, and they credit that to their success. Therapy pets, as a lot of people know, can be an extremely helpful de-stressor and an, and, and an extremely helpful way to relax in um, anxiety-ridden and pressure-packed environments. Hello, the NFL. Um, but on the field, this is a well-balanced team on both sides of the ball. They've completely made Cleveland into a disheveled team last week on offense. And Jimmy Garoppolo and company are in stride. This is a great game that so little of the country will see. Yeah, I mean, this is the, like you said, I mean, probably the game of the week. This is the game I'm probably most interested in watching because of San Francisco. Now, I picked them as a playoff team to start the year. I didn't think they would be this good. When you look at their schedule, they have the second easiest schedule so far at this point in the season. Only the Patriots have had an easier one, and they're the only team with a better record. So you can figure why. Uh, but the Niners have had the second easiest schedule in the league. First two weeks, they faced uh, first-year head coaches and teams that were in transition. You know, week three, uh, I think it was uh, an injury. They faced the backup quarterback, if I remember correctly. And then uh, this past week, they faced the Browns, where the Niners are coming off their bye, so they had 15 days to get ready. And the Browns had to travel out west, and, and that was an easy pick to make the San Francisco win that game. Um, so this is a big test. You go, you're, you're on the road, even though it's not far from home, but you go to LA to take on the Rams. And the Rams now are the team that has had extra time off. Sean McVay in his career is 10 and one. When he has extra time, the only loss was in the Super Bowl against the greatest coach of all time. So um, when you give McVay extra time, he's able to create some some wrinkles in that offense. And the Niners are a defense that are better suited against the with the, the run than the pass. And we know about the uh, the Rams without Todd Gurley and Jared Goff threw it 125 times in a five day stretch. So they like to throw it anyways. Uh, I like the Rams in this matchup. I think the Niners get exposed a little bit. But with all that said. I still do think San Francisco will be a playoff team. I just don't think they're going to be, uh, you know, a 12-4, and four, number one seed in, in the NFC like, like they currently are in first place in the NFC now. Would you like to cover the tank poll between Washington and Miami? How about that? That's, that's, that's fascinating. Uh, somebody, unfortunately, has to win. Yes, somebody does. Um, all right, Houston-Kansas City is the best quarterback matchup of the day. Um, and... Deshaun Watson has been crazy, but these post-game press conferences where he dissects defense, this is amazing, Luke. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny the way that, that, that gets in, interpreted and everybody's saying that, you know, Deshaun Watson, oh, he got that reporter, he got that reporter. I mean, really, the job of a reporter is just to get an interesting or uh, in-depth or a good answer. Damn straight. So, you know, even if they, if people think they look foolish, like Deshaun's giving them a hard time or making them look dumb, like that's exactly what they want. And uh, I think they are good answers from Deshaun. Every every quarterback should be like that. Let you in a little bit, and you really know what's going on. But um, it's funny. Timing can be everything, and Deshaun coming out at the same time as Mahomes has, has certainly hurt him. But when you look at the numbers, they're very comparable. Uh, and Deshaun is maybe the most underrated quarterback in the league with what he's been dealing with in Houston with the worst offensive line we have seen since Carr was with the Texans, if not even before that. Um, so this is a very interesting. I'm curious to see uh, how healthy Tyreek Hill is and what he can bring to the table. But uh, these are two uh, of the better young quarterbacks in the league. My question is just if, if Houston 
can keep up. Uh, the, 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 the Chiefs average something like 35 points per game since the start of last year, and, and the Texans have only reached 30 points in three of the three games over the last two years. So um, it's a great quarterback matchup. It's a chance for Deshaun Watson to show that there isn't a huge difference between him and Mahomes right now, as crazy as that sounds. But I just don't know if the Texans with that offensive line uh, can do enough to, to keep up with Mahomes in the offense, even as much as that offense has struggled the last two weeks. Um, the over-under is 55, which I think tells you all about what Vegas thinks that game will be scoring-wise. That's going to be a really high-scoring football game and could be a lot of fun. A lot of the country will get that on the CBS television network early on. Monday night is Detroit and Green Bay. It's a very important game for you, Luke, so um, I'll just hand the floor to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Uh... It's an interesting game. The Packers, and maybe it's, it's my bias, I'm still not sold on, on Green Bay yet. Um, offensively, they average seven points per second half, you know, per game. So the offense, once they get off script, the game plan early on, um, the floor has not been a, a great adjuster. Defensively, they're a team that's built to play with a lead, and they've led for something like, you know, 90% of snaps, something crazy like that. And the defense is, is built to play with that type of lead uh, because they have a better pass rush and secondary. But when it's a close game, like we saw against Philadelphia, the Eagles were able to run it more against them and able to come back and win against that defense where they allowed about 35 points at home when getting the Eagles on a short week. So I'm just not sold on both ends of the Packers right now. Aaron Rodgers is 22nd in quarterback rating. I get that Green Bay is 4-1. I, I don't think they are one of the best teams in the NFC. And the Lions have been have been sneaky good. That defense is 11th in the league, so uh, they've had extra time. They're coming off a bye, uh, even with the Monday night game gives them an extra day off. So let's see what Patricia can cook off, cook up with uh, all this extra time to go into Green Bay and try to slow down that offense that uh, still hasn't been humming yet, like I'm sure they would like it to be. Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. Your game of the day. There's a couple of choose from, fortunately, this week. I'm going to actually say, I know earlier I referenced the Rams-Niners, but I'll say the Texans-Chiefs because of that quarterback matchup. Rams-Niners, my sleeper game is Texans-Chiefs. See you? Sleeper game? Uh, hmm. I'm going to say Seahawks-Browns. Uh, that's my sleeper. I think the Browns bounce back. I think the Seahawks are the sucker bet of the week, uh, but it's an interesting game. Two teams that, that are hoping to be in the playoffs. Your survivor game. Well, I think I've gotten the last couple of wrong. Uh, I'll say the Chargers at home against the Steelers, essentially their fourth-string quarterback. No matter how banged up you are, you can't lose that one. Ah, Dallas. I have no faith in the Jets. Oh. Yeah. Your game to watch golf during the final round of the Houston Open on Golf Channel, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Lonto Griffin trying to win his first PGA Tour event. I would. I, I have to say, I guess the Redskins is offense, but that is intriguing because of you know what you laid out. Two teams that are essentially battling for the number one spot, and one of them is going to have to win. I'm curious if we're going to get a regular game today, or if you're going to see some funny stuff. It's still very early in the season. The players always want to win, but two teams that are on a path to the number one pick, one of them has to win today. Uh, Falcons Cardinals, because I think the tank pole is fantastic, but you can't pay me to watch Falcons uh, Cardinals. Yeah, the, 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 hopefully there's at least I gotta watch. I gotta pay attention to that game. Hopefully there's at least a lot of yards and points. Hey, the over under is fifty two. So there's that. Your player to watch or person? Uh, I didn't even you know I didn't even think of this. I'm gonna go with 
I'll go with, uh, I, I, I'll go with, uh, I guess what I said, Deshaun Watson uh, against Pat Mahomes. Here's the chance, kind of uh, on a big, big stage to show that there really is, I know Mahomes was the MVP and all the talk and the records, but there really isn't a huge separation between he and, and, uh, and Deshaun Watson so far early on in their career. Um, I was, I'm going to choose the same person, Deshaun Watson, big stage for him, maybe the biggest of his career. I know he's been in the playoffs, but still, this is a really fascinating game to see where, see how he steps up. Absolutely. Uh, Luke, I will send you back to, uh, Panthers Bucks right now on the NFL network. First and 10 for the Bucks from the 15 yard line. There we go. Can't wait. Thank you for listening to the Sunday Sprint. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Luke.